Welcome to episode 22 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more, which is the point. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, honored to have some time with you today. Love having you listen and dive in with the content. You're uh, you're pretty committed. If you hang in there with me for 45 to 50 minutes, you're something special, and hopefully I'm delivering some value to you today. We're going to talk about imposter syndrome today. If you don't know what that is, you'll understand it in a minute. And if you have been alive and in business long enough, you probably know what it is. We're going to talk about how it's a reality and how to beat it. Uh, it's going to be a candid conversation about my struggle with it personally. So we'll dive into that. Uh, as always, I want to point you to the Passive Income Workshop that I'm offering for free, especially if you are brand new to online business. Maybe you've had a service-based business or a brick-and-mortar business and you're looking to scale it. That's where a lot of people come to me saying, hey, I, I'm maxed out with my time and my hours as a service provider. I need to be able to make money in a scalable passive way. And so I can give you that model. It's perfect for you. It's also perfect for you if you are brand new to business period and you are like I was over a decade ago in a nine to five that wasn't a good fit for me, kind of feeling like I'm meant to do more, uh, not fulfilling my creative potential, my uh, output, my um, impact potential, I should say, for the world. And if there's no job that seems to fit that, maybe it means you're supposed to go into business for yourself and you're looking, how do, how do I do that? What's the best way to do that? And you're curious about this whole online thing. Maybe you're like me in 2009 when I was like, hey, how are people making money writing blog posts? Like how, how do bloggers make money? If you've had that question, I'll show you how to do that, okay? It's, there's four key components to passive income and I break all four of them down in this workshop like literally what to do, templates to follow, scripts to follow, what tools to use, and then more importantly, not only what they are, but how they connect together. Because you have to know what to do every day to make these four things spin, and that's what generates revenue for you while you sleep. So it's a free workshop. It's an eye-opener if you're brand new. It's a ton of great content, and I want you to watch it and dive into it and take notes. You can check it all out at grahamcochran.com slash workshop, grahamcochran.com slash workshop, and uh, it's all there for you. So there you go. Enjoy. Um, let's talk about imposter syndrome today. I was, I had some other stuff I wanted to talk about, and I decided I wanted to do a whole episode on this instead. So I scrapped my notes um, because this is a thing that so many of us struggle with. Uh, and I was reminded of it again. Uh, I think about it, I think about it almost weekly, but I was reminded of it because last week, as of this taping, I was on a podcast with a friend of mine, um, and we were having a conversation about the unique challenges of being in business and speaking to business owners. And he asked me about imposter syndrome. How have I dealt with it? Um, and we, you know, we've had offline conversations about it, and so we it was a good conversation for him to bring up. I wanted to be able to share, and it's just a real issue, man. It's a real issue. It's becoming more of an issue in this social media day and age where so many people are just so afraid of what people think of them. Um, and so we need to dive into it because I see it crippling so many of you. I see it crippling myself. And there's just so much fallout that comes from imposter syndrome. It doesn't do anyone any good. So let's define it as far as I define it and let's talk about how to beat it. Imposter syndrome is 
the syndrome or the malady or the disease or the sickness where you feel like you are an imposter. You're a fake. You're a phony, right? Um, if you ever watched Despicable Me 2, that girl Shannon, right? The little kids that try to set up Gru to go on a date. <laughs> they go. He goes on this date with this girl Shannon and uh, she's like, Shannon doesn't like phonies. Are you a phony? Yeah, that's how we feel is phonies, okay? Shannon doesn't like phonies. I don't like phonies. You don't like phonies. And so the fear is when you're starting a business, you're like asking questions to yourself, like, who am I to do this thing? Who am I to start this business? Who am I to put out content? Who am I to charge for this? Who am I to sell a course on this topic? Who am I to provide this service? Who am I to put a website up with a beautiful picture of myself and a nice headline saying that I can help you with, you know, whatever it is, like, who am I? Okay, if you ever ask that question, who am I to do such and such, you've suffered from imposter syndrome. And welcome to the club, my friend. If you've ever said this about yourself to yourself or to someone else, well, I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. Okay, we're going to talk about that in a minute. I'm not an expert, which there's a really uh, an invisible script underneath that statement, which is I'm not qualified to teach this, share this, charge for this, which there's a statement underneath that, which is I'm afraid that I'm not going to do a good enough job and people are going to find out that I'm not the real deal and I'm going to embarrass myself. And so I don't want to deal with any of that uncomfortable awkwardness. So you know what I'm going to do? Nothing. I'm going to do nothing. I'm not going to start this business because that solves that problem. No one can call me a phony. No one can say, hey, you're not as legit as I thought you were. No one can ask for a refund. I don't have to deal with any of those problems. I just won't start this business. Or a variation of that is, I'll start this business when I'm ready. So in six months or in a year or give me, give me another month to, I don't know, to what? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you putting off your business for? What's going to change between now and six months from now? What's going to change between now and a year from now? Are you going to all of a sudden become an expert? Are you going to no longer feel like, who am I to do this? Because you've, I don't know, had more time to work on your website or hone your craft or what? What is it? I don't know. I'm calling you out because I'm right there with you, okay? Uh, in 2009, when I lost my job the second time, um, I was in need of money. That happens when you lose a job generally. I was in need of money and I had a skill which was freelance recording and mixing. Uh, and I always did it on the side. It was nice and neat and contained. It was always extra money. And so that was the context for that skill for me. I liked where it was in that little box. Now, all of a sudden with a mortgage and a baby and a wife in a city in a state where I didn't know but five people that I, I moved to help start a church with, there was pressure for that skill to then provide all of our, 
you know, financial needs, right? And so it was in that world of like, crap, I need to make more money. How do I get more clients as fast as possible that through my wife, through the prompting of God, through the Holy Spirit, through prayer, through maybe some intuition or gut thought led me to, well, I'll, I'll create a website um, where I'll blog and then eventually added videos a few months later, sort of showing what I'm doing in the studio with my clients that I do have and getting content out there so that I could be discovered online. Because if I don't put anything out online, no one's going to find me. And I needed another opportunity for people to find me because I needed money and clients as fast as possible. So tracking with me, I start this little blog just to try to get some clients. I never intended to be a teacher or an educator or a content creator for this, the purposes of building a business and educating and making a brand built around my knowledge and all. That was never the intention. So when I started, there wasn't really a ton of pressure. What happened was when I realized that people wanted more content and that there was some momentum here uh, with the videos I was doing on YouTube, all centered around recording and mixing, which was my skill set. I think I had my first taste of imposter syndrome, and this was probably early 2010. I started blogging in 2009, early 2010. It hit me that crap. I, I can't no. Nah, I, I I can't be. I can't have like the audio recording blog, right? I can't have the audio recording YouTube channel where people are like, oh, this guy must be really knowledgeable about audio and recording because he has a whole YouTube channel on it or a whole blog about it. Uh, he must be an expert. And then they watch a video or two and they start to realize, huh, yeah, he's not that smart. Yeah, maybe he's just a guy just making up stuff. Yeah. Mm. That thought of people watching a video of mine or reading an article of mine and going, no, he's not, he's not an expert. Why should I listen to him? What, if they left a comment about that, awful if they even thought it in their minds that made my stomach churn. I, I've had a level of confidence in my skill because listen, I've been doing music my whole life since I was three. I had been recording music since I was 15. I went to college for this and got a degree in audio recording and production, okay? I knew a lot about the subject more than the average person, but I, you know, when you're inside your own head, you know everything that you don't know. You know, if you're mature enough, and I'm not saying I was mature, but if there's a level of maturity, which and I think you identify with this, where you're aware that you're not like the leading expert in the world in the subject, that's frightening when you know that you don't know everything and then now you're putting yourself out there saying, hey, I know some stuff, I can help you. I, I didn't, the level of confidence I had was enough to serve my clients because I knew I could get them good results, but then to shift and say to YouTube or say to the world through my blog that I am an audio expert and I can teach you how to make your recording sound freaking amazing. That felt like a lot of pressure to me that I needed to live up to that standard. And so imposter syndrome crept in in 2009, early 2010. Who am I to be an audio uh, educator, like I read the magazines, like those people are are the audio educators. I've I've looked at other YouTube videos. I've bought courses from people. 
Even 10 years ago, I had bought courses from people that were like audio professors, like those people, those people are the experts, not Graham. So I reluctantly was making videos and writing articles three times a week, by the way. Okay, you got to pump out a ton of content for this to work. That's what I was doing, but reluctantly. Um, there was the, the, that was the murky soup. That was the beginning of the recording revolution, which by God's grace is a seven-figure business and has helped millions of people. I mean, there's 500,000 people every month are watching my videos. Half a million people a month. It's crazy. All over the world. In over 200 countries, last time I checked. Insanity, okay? Imposter syndrome was there at the beginning and is still there today to some degree. Now, over time, some success starts to diminish that imposter syndrome. It's always there, but it's diminished. But it crept up again for me in 2015. So in 2015, my first business, The Recording Revolution, is kicking butt and, and spinning and doing everything I could have ever hoped a business would ever do, right? Um, beyond my wildest dreams. Um, so I played the game of, and I play this game every single year of, of how can I become more efficient with my business? How can I not only sustain the business and serve my audience well, but actually grow the business and reach more people at a better capacity while working less? To me, that's a fascinating game. And, and so I, I come to that game every year and try to maneuver it even more. Um, and so I had done that for a few years. And in 2015, I realized, man, I've got all this time on my hands. I was literally telling the story to somebody last week, but I was in a little mastermind group of fellow entrepreneurs and they were all super talented, super gifted. They were earlier on in their online business. A lot of them were service-based businesses that were very successful turning it online. And so they were newer to online, but not new to business. And so I was the most far along in the online passive income space. And so they were all talking about all the things they had to do and they were overwhelmed. And when it came to me one day when they were you know, asking Graham, like, what's, what's your biggest challenge? I said, guys, I'm bored. I said, I'm kind of bored. I got all this time on my hands. And they were like, uh, nice, nice problem to have, Graham. I wish I had your problems. Oh, poor Graham. He's so bored. But literally, I was like, guys, I, I think, I think with this extra time that I have, now that I've optimized the recording revolution business, I think I really want to start another business teaching people everything that I know about online business because I really like the business model that I've been able to develop. It works really well for me and my family. I've taught it to other people in the real world, friends and family. Maybe I could just create another online business just built around everything I know about business. And that was where the idea was sparked in 2015. Do you know when I actually started this business? Three years later. Three years later. Why? Was it because I was busy? Was it because I had a lot on my plate? Mm -mm. It was imposter syndrome. If I had imposter syndrome when I started the recording revolution, I, you know, I'm not an audio expert. Why? Who am I to start a channel on audio recording? Yeah, I know a lot about it, but that doesn't make me an expert. Imagine that jumping into the business and entrepreneurship space. This is, if not the largest niche, some people say it's the largest niche, it is one of the largest niches out there. The whole business, 
space at large entrepreneurship and online business even as a sub niche within that niche is very large. There are some big time players, some people that have mentored me in the space or in the space. So now I'm in the same space as them. Then other people that I just love and read or enjoy their content, follow their story. Um, there's a lot of garbage in this space too. There's a lot of people just, just giving awful advice. Good advice that can make you money, but it'll destroy your life and your relationships. And what's the point of that? So there's a lot of garbage, but there's a lot of good and it's massive. And I just thought, who am I to jump into the business space? I'm not an expert on business. I've just had a successful business. Does that make me an expert? And so some days I'd wake up with confidence like, yeah, I, I do know what I'm talking about. I, I didn't just get lucky. I've learned a lot, yes. And I can share a lot of the things I didn't do well that I don't know and the things that have worked well that I do know. And I feel like I have a lot to offer the space. But then on my bad days, on my bad days, I would say, well, I don't make as much money as so-and-so. I don't have as complicated and unique of a business as so-and-so. Um, I had all these, all these things were just, it was all comparison. It was all, who am I to do this? I'm not an expert. Am I credible enough? I'm looking for, you know, different barometers to help me feel better about myself before I started this, this business. And so I had this idea in 2015. I kind of delayed it. The 2016, I got really excited about it. And then I got stuck on like, well, what am I going to call it? What am I going to name it? which is so dumb. I wasted like months like thinking about the perfect name for this business. It's so dumb. And then I remember in the fall of 2016, a good buddy of mine said, bro, just name it Graham Cochran, bro. <laughs> just name it yourself. Like you don't have to come up with a good name. You're just stalling. You're making an excuse. Who cares what it's called? Just get out there and share some stuff. And so that kind of pushed me a little bit. And in 2017, I, I tipped towed my toes into the water a little bit and started to share some stuff on Facebook. Um, just little five-minute Facebook lives here, 10-minute Facebook lives here on different business topics. And then finally in 2018, I launched in January with a legitimate website ready to go with a content schedule and strategy. And then eventually launched my first product in 2018 and uh, my second product in 20, or sec second and third products in 2019 guys, three years, three years of time wasted because of imposter syndrome. And so 2009, starting my first business, 2015, where I stalled and didn't start my second business. And I still struggle with imposter syndrome today, which is 2019 as of this taping. I still struggle with it today. And I'm bringing this up because I think, A, you need to know that I struggle with it and I haven't like eradicated it completely, which we'll talk about in a brief second. And I, I just don't want you to have a false impression of me or anyone out there. Now, there's some super confident people out there in the world that maybe they would say they don't struggle with imposter syndrome. I don't know. I can't speak for them. But I can tell you, as someone who has been blessed beyond what I deserve and have found success beyond what I could have even 
come up with or dreamt up. This was never like this grand plan. Like, yeah, I'm going to go build this business and it's going to do X, Y, and Z. I am slowly but surely catching up with God's plan for my life. Okay. I'm not, I'm not this visionary. Okay. I'm not Elon Musk. I'm not Jeff Bezos. I'm not Steve Jobs. I'm not Bill Gates. I didn't have a vision for building these things and just kicking butt with him. I'm just following what God's doing and figuring it out as I go. But as someone who has reached a level of success that now I know people want to reach as well, which is humbling and also a, a heavy responsibility, I feel, where other people say, hey, I want to get to where you are. How do I get to where you are? And so now I'm trying to look back and reach back and pull, pull you along to, to join me in your own version of what success, success looks like for you in your business, in your life, in your family. If it looks pretty on Instagram, if it sounds confident in a podcast where I'm telling you how to do this and how this works and how to increase your revenue, if all that sounds nice, if all that gives you the impression that I just wake up and kick butt, have no insecurities whatsoever, then close my laptop and go back home and chillax and call it another awesome day, then that's that's got to be dismissed because that's a myth. That's a myth. I want to be honest with you every step of the way. You can be successful and have impact and have money and have the respect of people, which are all things that I'm grateful for and don't take lightly. And then at the same time, you can feel totally insecure, totally not credible enough, totally like a phony, totally like, how am I going to keep this up? Totally like, I don't just shut it down because I don't want to deal with the potential failure, the potential embarrassment, the potential whatever. That's a reality. That's my reality. Now, I have learned to manage it. And that's what I want to briefly touch with you here as we wrap up this episode. I want to get to the how to beat imposter syndrome part of this, of this episode. So it's not crippling that's why I'm here right now doing this podcast for you, okay? But it's still there, okay? It's a lot like, and this is kind of weird, but you know how there's so many superhero movies out right now and we've just had like a decade to two decades of just like way too many superhero movies and I, I'm the first to go to see all of them in the theaters, but there's just too many and there's this whole like, interesting shift in culture where we're kind of tired of like our heroes, literally the superheroes being so untouchable and so perfect and like can't be killed. If they do die, <clears throat> Superman, they come back from the dead, <clears throat> Superman. It's like, come on, this is ridiculous. We can't identify anymore with those kind of heroes. And so there's a shift and you could argue that this has existed for you know thousands of years, but there's a resurgence of a desire in culture to see heroes that are a li little bit more human, a little bit more fallen. That's why I think if done right, and it has been done right and it has been done poorly, the Batman series can be really approachable because Batman has no superpowers for one. He's a normal human guy. His superpower is he's rich. He's a billionaire. So he can buy cool stuff. But he is a human being with no superpowers. He is, you could argue, mentally ill just struggles with depression and is super um, self-loathing self and, and just 
all kinds of mental issues, just an interesting character. But in a way, we almost like our heroes to have a little bit of a fallenness to them because then we're like, yeah, they're not perfect. They're a little bit like me. And so there's, we can identify with that. I think, I think that's more helpful for you to know that like, I'm not a superhero. You don't need to be a superhero. We don't need to overcome it completely to be able to be effective in the world. We can be broken. We can be flawed. We can have anxiety and have insecurity and imposter syndrome. And at the same time, add value to the world, serve customers, right? Redeem brokenness in the, in the marketplace. Like there's so much jacked upness in everybody's niche, right? If you're in the fitness niche, if you're in the business niche, if you're in the foreign language niche, if you're in the food niche, whatever niche you're in, there's so much brokenness and there's so many idiots and there's so many people just manipulating and looking out for number one. Like there are opportunities for you to dive into your niche and like redeem it. Like take something that's has some value to it, but it's just been like corrupted and make it better. I feel like that's, that's what we do when we go to work every day is we can go in and redeem the broken parts of our industry, our niche, and like add some light, be light, serve people, and like make it better, right? So that's what I'm trying to do in the business space because I feel like there's a lot of brokenness in this industry. So I want to come in here and do that. We can do that and add value while being broken. So let me quickly just bullet through how I look at imposter syndrome, how you can beat it, and how we can beat it together because I want you to beat it. Number one is you got to realize that it's normal and it will likely never go away. If you are waiting for imposter syndrome to go away, you're going to be waiting a long time, a long, long time. So stop waiting for it to go away. It's just another excuse holding you back from doing what you are meant to do and what you want to do. You're not going to be great when you start, right? If you create content online, your first pieces of content are going to be awful. May, okay, maybe they'll be better than awful. Mine were awful. If you ever want to feel better about yourself, go to the Recording Revolutions YouTube channel, click on my videos, sort by date, and go to the oldest videos and laugh and thank me later, okay? So you're going to get better. The only way to get better is to start, right? And we know this. You're not going to get good at golf if you don't start playing golf. You're not going to get good at violin if you don't start playing violin. You can't learn to swim if you don't get in the water. Very obvious analogies. And yet with business, we think, we think, I could just listen to all of Graham's podcasts. Let me just listen to all of Graham's podcasts. Then I'll start. I'll just read all those business books. Let me read every Seth Godin book. Once I've read all of Seth's books, then I'll start. Like the lie that we tell ourselves is, I don't have to start broken. I don't have to start amateur. I can start perfected. I can start close to perfected, really good, really slick, if I just ingest enough content first. And that's where so many of you are on. I love content, but if it's your content that you're producing, yeah, you need to ingest content. Never stop learning. But many of you struggle the opposite. You ingest, you ingest, you listen, you watch, you learn, you read, and you're not producing any content. And that's a whole episode in and of itself. But you have bought into the lie that if you just learn enough stuff, then you can get over this imposter syndrome because you won't be an imposter anymore. You'll be a fully educated, fully knowledgeable, close to expert expert. And then you can go create content that's gonna be really good, 
really helpful. And I'm here to tell you that's never gonna happen. You're never gonna be ready. That You're gonna read another book. You're gonna listen to another podcast. Those things never end. So you might as well start producing now, start helping people now while you have imposter syndrome and don't wait for it to go away. In fact, don't make that your goal. It's not gonna go away. You're normal, you're not weird. Welcome to the club. Imposter syndrome is relatively here to stay, but it can be reduced. And that comes with number two is, the number two way to beat imposter syndrome is to, it's another lie, is to realize that people don't need you to be an expert. Only you want yourself to be an expert. Okay, this whole, I'm not an expert, I'm not credible enough, I'm not qualified enough, 99 times out of 100, nobody but you cares. The reason this is true is because people don't care about experts. What they really care about are results. Okay? The question is not, am I credible enough to do this? Am I an expert enough to do this? Or however you want to phrase it. The question is, can I help somebody? Can I help somebody? Do you see that shift? You don't have to be an expert to be able to help somebody. That's all we're doing in business is helping. Whether it's helping by creating a product that makes someone's life better, offering a service that makes their life better, creating content, selling education or information that enhances their life better. It's the same thing. All we're doing is helping people. We're serving people. Can you help somebody? That's all that matters. Now, if you cannot help anybody with anything, then we just got to back up the train and figure out where you can help somebody. That goes back to finding what your profitable idea is and all those kind of things. And those are things I talk about in the Passive Income Workshop. But if you know what area you want to help out in and what area you're already starting to build a business in or moving towards, which I know that many of you already know kind of where you want to be in terms of what topic and what niche you're in, then the question isn't whether you're an expert or not. People don't need you to be an expert. You just need to be able to help them. See that shift? One way you beat imposter syndrome is to stop worrying about being an expert. And just let that dream die. Let it die. When I started the recording revolution, I was not a quote-unquote expert. Nobody knew who I was, except for my friends, family, and clients. So when I got on the internet and said, hey, here's how to record your vocals. Here's how to record guitar. Here's how to make your recordings sound like what you hear on the radio. I could have buckled under the fear of, but who am I to teach that? They don't know who I am. True, they don't know who I am. So I had to erase that thought of trying to become an expert. Instead, ask myself with every video I created and every article I wrote, will this help somebody? Will this help somebody? And the answer was, yeah, it'll help the right person. I know that this can help somebody. Which leads me to the third thing is, here, and here's how I phrase it. Stop thinking about like the masses and like the world and like the internet is the people you need to reach and help. It's so vast, it's so big, it's so overwhelming because you're like 
in fear of everyone's opinion and the world's collective opinion, which nobody cares about you. That's another great thing. And I mean that in the best way possible. Nobody cares about you, so don't worry about what people think about you, but that's for another episode. But here's how I phrase mentally and frame what I'm creating with every single piece of content. I focus only on helping my friends. Helping my friends. That's all I do. So with the recording revolution from day one, when I started it, part of the reason why I started it was because I had all of my musician friends who knew me as an audio guy who had gone to school, had a recording studio in my home, in my apartment, had recorded albums, could make them sound good. So when they had a question about recording, they came to me because I was like their audio friend buddy guy. And so the questions would come like, Graham, which, which microphone should I buy, this one or this one? Graham, do I really need this piece of software or is this piece of software that's a little more uh, affordable good enough? Uh, Graham, I don't understand how to use this tool. Like, can you explain it to me? It's really confusing. So I was always, always teaching, even just for my friends. And I didn't view it as formal teaching, but you know, you're just giving advice. Oh, well, yeah, just buy that and don't worry about that. And well, here's here's how you use this software. It's you know, It looks complicated, but really at its core, it's just this, this, and this. And if you could just do those three things, it, to me, I've always was helping my friends in real life. So when I started to create content online, from day one and still to this day, I imagine one of my actual friends. And now this kind of morphs into like an avatar of my friends, like put them all together. And I'm not making content for the world. I'm making it for my friends. So to me, that takes the pressure off. I, if you watch my videos, I literally say, hey friend, Graham here from the Recording Revolution, right? I literally say, hey friend. Um, and it's not because I'm just, it's a shtick. A, I want people to know that I view them as a friend and that I'm offering friendly advice that will help them. I'm not the guru looking down at you. I'm a guy helping a friend out, okay? Again, it takes that expert pressure off my shoulders. So I have always viewed my content creation and my products and my services through the lens and the frame of helping my friends. I'm sharing something with my friends. Would this help my friends? And I'm doing the same thing in the business realm, right? When I create these podcasts, when I create videos for this channel, I'm thinking about my real friends who have a business, are starting a business, want to have a business. Um, I'm answering their real questions. I'm framing it in a way that makes sense to them. I'm not trying to be a business guru. I'm just trying to be Graham because that's all I can be, right? The law of authenticity, episode one. That's all I can be is me. And so I might as well press in fully to who I am and view everything I do as not worrying about being an expert, but can I help my friends? And that's what I do. And that's what I recommend you do. It takes a lot of the pressure off because your friends already, they already like you and trust you. So you're not trying to prove yourself to your friends. You shouldn't have to be, otherwise they're not real friends. Okay, so imagine your real friends, if you've got one or two or three or whatever, the friends that you don't have to prove yourself to at all that just always accept you, always love being around you, and there's just real positive energy there. And then when you're together, since you don't have to prove yourself to them, if the topic came up about what you're knowledgeable about or what you wanna help people with, how would you approach them with it? You'd say, hey, here's how you do this. Or you know what? This is one of the biggest mistakes I've made. I don't want you to make this mistake because I care about you. See how that changes the way you view what you're offering to the world? Help your friends. And remember, 
this, and this is not to guilt you, but this is to give some urgency to this conversation. If you ignore everything I've said or you just allow imposter syndrome to just weigh you down, if you give in to imposter syndrome, and you don't start your business, you don't create the content you want to create, you delay it till next year or in six months or whatever, whatever excuse you have, whenever this little season's over, whatever. If you give in to imposter syndrome, yeah, you're going to miss out on your opportunity to build wealth and build a business and have success. Yeah, you're going to miss out on the opportunity to build flexibility and freedom into your schedule and all those positive, wonderful things that we come into business for, especially online passive income style businesses, which is why I'm preaching these like crazy to you because they're the type of business that will set you free. Yeah, you miss out on that, but you know what happens when you give into imposter syndrome? You punish the market. You punish the market. You punish the people who need your stuff the most. They don't know it. They don't know that they're being punished, but they are because you are withholding yourself from them. This life is not meant to be lived for yourself. Can I get preachy for you, to you for a second? I'm, and I'm preaching to myself, by the way. We were not created to just serve ourselves, okay? We were created to serve others. Now, you may not be a Christian, that's fine. If you are a Christian, you'll know that the two greatest commandments, right, Old Testament upholds this, and Jesus says this when they ask him, hey, what are, you know, the guy's fishing for the rules. What are the rules that really matter, Jesus? What is, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus says to the Pharisees, love God and love your neighbor as yourself, okay? And then there's this great parable about, well, who's my neighbor, Jesus? Who, you know, who do I gotta love? And he tells the parable of the, the Good Samaritan who loves someone who was not of his ethnic background, not the person he was supposed to help, right? culturally. The whole point is, and it's very timely in this day and age where we're hyper group oriented, like this is my group and this group doesn't have equality and I don't like this group and this group is this. And I'm, I'm not saying that there's not inequality. I'm just saying that we're so focused on whose group is my group, politically, racially, gender, group think, right? All people are created equal. All people have value. And so as a Christian, I have a background telling me as a business owner, love God and then love people. There's nowhere in there that says just love yourself. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So if you really love yourself and you just are all about yourself, you should love other people as much as you love yourself. Imagine if we lived like that. Now, as a business owner, I believe you have something to offer the world that only you can offer in the way you offer. Now, it doesn't have to be for the whole world. You don't have to have a massive company. I don't have a massive company, right? But there's probably a few hundred or a few thousand people on planet Earth that you were meant to help tremendously. And if you give in to imposter syndrome and don't put yourself out there with your content or the product you've been building or the service you're afraid to charge for, or blah, 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 we've all been there. If you don't do that, you're punishing them. You're punishing the market. They need your help. They deserve your help. If you don't help them, why are you alive? What are you here for? What are you, what are you doing? What are we doing? Right? I struggled with this from 2015 to 2018 when, when I delayed the starting of this business, right? 
I was living for myself. Oh, I'm afraid. What, you know, what will people say about Graham? Oh, here's the other one. Shifting from one business to the other. Well, I'm known as the audio guy. I'm like the music guy. So I can't all of a sudden be the business guy. That's confusing to people. Literally, literally, this is where I got hung up. One of the things I got hung up on. What will my Instagram bio be? <laughs> Can you imagine? Literally, I got hung up on like, okay, my Instagram bio was all about me as a musician and recording guy, but I only have so many characters in my Instagram bio. So do I mention that I'm a musician, audio guy, but now a business guy? Isn't that confusing? Like, do I have to pick one? Guys, this is where I was getting hung up. How, like, I didn't know what box to put myself in. So I was like, it's just easier if I stay in the box I'm already in, right? So that's what was holding me back from starting this thing for almost three years. I can't imagine, I can't, I mean, I can imagine how many people I've punished in those three years. And I don't, I don't I'm not heaping guilt to myself when I use the word punish, but you know what I mean? Like I could have been helping people like you from 2015 to 2018, almost three years, two and a half years of missed opportunity where I just waited and worried about other stuff. Now I trust God's timing and I, I'm glad I'm helping people now. I'm glad I've virtually raised my hand and said, hey, I love business, online business in particular. I've been blessed to have a lot of success with it. I figure out how this works. It's repeatable, it's teachable. If I can do this, just about anybody can do this. I wanna teach you how to do this and I'm glad I'm doing it. But it took me a while to stop dragging my feet. And it all comes down to the fact that you were put on this earth, I believe, to love your neighbor as yourself. And if you don't, if you can't see how having a business is one of the most perfect pictures of being a Christian, of loving your neighbor as yourself, or just being a good human in general, then I don't know what else is. Business is, it's the greatest opportunity we have to literally make the world a better place. Everybody needs a job. Where do you get jobs? Either the government or the private sector. So unless the government is going to employ everybody, which it seems like they're trying to, okay, <laughs> you can see where my political views are, uh, then we need businesses to hire people, right? That's one great thing a business does is it offers jobs. It creates wealth for other people, right? It creates employment. That's wonderful. And then the other main thing is that businesses create products and services that make the world a better place. Whether, again, we talked about whether you're making toilet paper, which is very valuable, whether you're farming food, which I'm so grateful for farmers, whether you're creating helpful books and online courses that help people like me learn skills that I would never have learned in school and change my life forever. Thank you. If you're a comedian that goes around the world sharing the gift of laughter and entertainment, which helps us live longer and enjoy life, thank you. Everything that these people sell can make the world a better place and should make the world a better place. Business is the greatest opportunity to serve people. So that there's this big why underneath why imposter syndrome is a really important topic to talk about. Because if we give into it, we miss out on the purpose, humanly speaking, of existing, which is to love and serve our neighbor as ourselves. So I don't want you to miss this. I believe you've got something really important to offer people. Don't get hung up on the how. I'm gonna teach you the how. You, you can learn the how in a lot of places, right? You can figure out the how. But at its core, you have to get over yourself. I have to get over myself and realize you don't need to be an expert. 
All of us suffer from imposter syndrome. We just need to get out there and help people and view them as our friends. And what would, how would you help your friend? What would you give to your friend? How would you serve your friend? Frame it under that context. And just don't punish the market. Don't wait another day. Just start somewhere. You're going to get better. It's going to be ugly at first, but you can do it. Thanks for listening to that. And uh, I love two things. One, if this connected with you, please let me know. If you're watching on YouTube, leave me a comment below. If not, message me on Instagram at the Graham Cochran or send me an email, graham at grahamcochran.com. Any one of those is great. Just let me know if this is resonating with you. Or if you're on iTunes, leave a review, better yet, then I can hear what you have to say and it helps me out in the Apple podcast algorithm. And then if you're the person listening to this who is saying, Graham, this is it, let's do this. I'm sick and tired of delaying, deferring, making excuses, and I'm tired of being overwhelmed with the how and the, and the what, like the what would I even offer? If you're that person, then you should watch my passive income workshop. This is exactly what I created it for and who I created it for. It's about 45 minutes. You can watch it when you got some time. It's free. But I walk you through how to find your profitable idea, how to find people to sell to, what to sell, how to sell it automatically, how to make all those things work together so that you can start to create your first $1,000 a month of passive income. And guess what? In just 30 minutes a day, this does not have to take you all day long. It really doesn't. I'm all about efficiency. So I've stripped it down to if you have 30 minutes a day, which it works out to about three hours a week if you don't work on Sundays, you've got to take at least one day off, right? Three hours a week, 30 minutes a day. If you do these things, you can create $1,000 a month or more. My entire, both of my businesses are built on these same four things. They're just, they've just scaled up, right? As your audience grows, the income can grow, right? But if you want to know how those things work together, Gotta watch this thing. It's absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. grahamcochran.com slash workshop and enjoy. Thanks as always for listening. Thanks for being a part of the show. It means a ton. The support has been amazing. The feedback has been amazing. Your engagement with it is what keeps me going. So if you continue to listen, I'll continue to deliver. Have a great week. Get out there, beat imposter syndrome and go serve somebody. I'll see you on another episode real soon. 